Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Nice change of pace, I think. Anyway, it is uh, Bowerly at News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program, and uh, we have a lot of things into which we are going to dive today. Uh, first of all, coming up uh, at 5 o'clock, the 5 o'clock hour, uh, we're going to have people on from, well, a person on from the SPCA talking about what we talked about yesterday, the uh, proposed ban on these uh, hunts, the uh, you know the squirrel slam, the coyote challenge, the varmint uh, victory, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'll find out what their problem is, and we'll uh, ask you to call in with your particular questions on it. Um no, I'm not dating t- uh, Taylor Swift, uh, I, but I, I'm pretty sure Travis Kelsey is. And, um, yeah, can we just leave it at that and, and just see what happens with that particular situation? I hope we can. Uh, but there is something that uh, caught my attention in the news based on a conversation with uh, Mr. Winger, and uh, that is high school football, high school football, football, uh, Friday Night Lights, baby. Um, sorry, it's kind of in a weird mood. Um, did the school districts make the right decision to forfeit this weekend's games? And if you don't know, let me share with you what we think we know. Uh, Ken Maurice and Chicktawaga to forfeit upcoming varsity football games. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a graduate of Ken Maurice and actually a member of the Ken Maurice Performing Arts Hall of Fame. Yeah, baby. Nice, sexy picture of me hanging up in the uh, hallways of Ken Maurice uh, right by the cafeteria, unless somebody drew a mustache on it or put a giant phallus on it. But anyway... Um, <laughs> At a recent high school football game, referees had to halt play during the fourth quarter due to the behavior of players on the two teams. This is a story by Olivia uh, Beeline on uh, Channel 2, WGRZ. Uh, Kenmore East and Chittawaga schools have made the decision that both of their teams their football teams, will forfeit their games this weekend. It was during last Friday's game between the two teams that referees ended the game early during the fourth quarter due to the behavior of some players on the field. Uh, Following the incident, both school districts investigated the situation and decided that both upcoming games on September 29th 
would be forfeited. Kenworry's principal, Trevor Brown, said in an email to parents, the superintendent and I have been proud of how the members of our Kenmore East football team have played and grown as a community, but our district maintains the highest expectations for conduct from all student athletes. The decision by players to leave the bench cannot be tolerated. Brown from Kenmore East also mentioned in his email, we are grateful for how spectators, monitors, and football staff responded, ensuring the situation was immediately brought under control. Uh, the two school districts involved never used the word fight to describe what happened. Both districts declined on-camera interviews today, uh, yesterday rather, but both sent nearly identical statements echoing what was in the letter to parents minus the part about the players leaving the bench. The districts say after an investigation, they made a joint decision to have both teams forfeit their next games and agree that last Friday's behavior will never be tolerated. In a case like this, where you've got two teams who clearly did the wrong thing, they left the bench you, you know, violated the game rules. You can see things like that spiral terribly out of control. And you know, violated the game rules. You can see, like that, uh, see things like that spiral out of control. And you know, um, could really impact student safety or public safety. So it's really important, I think, for school superintendents to make sure we spend, we send a clear and unequivocal message that when you make a mistake, we need to learn from it and move on from it and be better, according to Superintendent Michael Cornell. Uh, Michael Cornell is the president of the Erie Niagara School Superintendents and says a lot goes into making a decision like this. The young people make a mistake, made a mistake, and kids who are 14, 15, 16, um, year, 17 years old are going to make mistakes, and one of our jobs in school is to help these young people learn from that mistake, according to Superintendent Michael Cornell. So that is the uh, situation. Was anybody at the game? Can anybody give us a firsthand account of exactly... Um, what happened uh, at that game. Um, I was obviously not there, uh, so I have no idea what happened. I just know that obviously things got uh, out of control. Why they got out of control, I don't have a clue. But quite frankly, even without having been at the game, I, I want to applaud the referees for calling an end to what could have been a very bad situation in the fourth quarter of that football game. Because, uh, frankly, these referees, I'd love to hear from referees. I would love to hear from those of you who, you know, take your 35 or $50 to referee a game and uh, take all kinds of abuse for 30 or 50 bucks um, from parents, from players, et cetera, et cetera. What happened? Did the districts make the right decision? Chictawaga and Kenmore East. And I am a Kenmore East graduate, class of... Well, whatever. Uh, 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Were you at the game? Have you seen youth sports events spiral out of control? 
and those of you who are officials, who are referees, uh, linesmen, uh, give us your take on what is going on here. Because some of you have been doing it for a long time. I'm very sympathetic to uh, referees who have to officiate the various uh, sporting events for kids, not just at the varsity level in high school, but also even house uh, hockey or football, whatever, and travel as well. Uh, let me give you the phone number. It is 803-0930. That is 803-0930. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Were, was anybody listening to this show at the Ken Maurice Chicktawaga game? Can you please tell us what happened, other than the fact that Ken Maurice won the game and won it in rather convincing style? What happened at that game? Were the referees justified in calling an end to it? And I would argue that if players were leaving the benches, Absolutely. You call the game. You call the game. You you should have called the whole game a forfeit. A forfeit. You can't play by the rules. This win doesn't count. This loss doesn't count. You're done. Go home, and this game never happened. And that's one way to send a message. If you've got one team that had, what, 40 points that was handily beating another team, um, Ken Maurice should have should have had to have forfeited the game, and Chitawaga should have had to have forfeited the game. At least that's the way I see it. And by the way, did I mention I'm a Ken Maurice graduate? Uh, maybe you've been at Ute sporting events and you've seen things spiral absolutely out of control. And uh, I've been at, uh, of all things, girls' hockey games. And we're talking like younger girls, hockey games, where things almost spiraled out of control. And all due respect to our friends north of the border, every American hockey parent knows that Canadian referees are extremely biased in favor of Canadian teams and against American teams. And I know because I saw it happen time and time and time again. We would go into Canada, well we, the team would go into Canada and blatant penalties were ignored when the Canadians committed them, and minor infractions were called when the Americans committed them. And we're talking about girls' travel hockey. So sometimes referees, frankly, can be part of the problem. And frankly, I think most Canadian hockey rec uh, referees who officiate games between American teams and Canadian teams absolutely suck. Uh, I don't know if they don't know the sport or if they don't know how to call a game, but frankly... Um, as a result of their malfeasance, I think uh, a lot of things almost got out of control because they weren't calling penalties when penalties should have been called on the Canadian teams because they were Canadian refs. And I think Canadian refs for hockey games suck. Now, you might be a Canadian ref. You might have a difference of opinion on that, and that is uh, good and fine. So um, maybe you are, again, maybe you are an official in youth sports. Maybe you were at the Kenmore East Chicktawaga game. Is making both Chicktawaga and Kenmore East forfeit this weekend's game, is that an appropriate punishment? Um, I would say yes. I would take it one step further, though, and say that uh, both Kenmore East and Chicktawaga should be given zeros, should be both given forfeits for the game that got out of control. I mean, that to me is punishment because that's a win that you take out of the win column. It's not a forfeit that has not yet been decided. If you want to show that you are serious about discipline in high school sports, 
Uh, you need to have punishment that is immediately felt. And I say this as, for the third time, a Kenmore East graduate. Uh, if the Kenmore East players were that out of line, then the game should be forfeited. They should not get credit for the win. I, I would like your take on this. I was not at the game. Maybe you were at the game. Uh, maybe you have been an uh, official, maybe baseball, hockey, uh, football, whatever the case may be. How do you handle it when things get out of control? And my initial reaction, again, uh, and I'm operating from a position of some ignorance here because I was not at the game. I was not an eyewitness to the situation. My initial reaction is the referees did the right thing by calling an end to the game before things got out of hand. These people don't make enough money to end up with a broken jaw or worse, officiating high school sports. And high school sports should never descend to that level. Now, is it COVID? Is that part of the reason why? Uh, we talked about it yesterday when we were talking about the uh, uh, situation with driving. And I think that, personally, the entire society has changed since COVID. People are not patient. People are more entitled. People uh, basically are not the same, my opinion, before COVID as they are after COVID. And I have to believe that COVID and the lack of experiential one-on-one -on -one dealing with other human beings is one of the reasons why last Friday or uh, whenever, whenever the game was, um, why it happened. Because people don't know uh, the situation. People don't know, in other words, how to interact uh, with other people, not just at the child level or the teen level, but uh, also at the uh, adult level. So if there is such a thing as an adult. So uh, several things on the agenda. Have you seen uh, youth sports go out of control? Number one. Based on what we think we know, did the referees do the right thing by calling the game in the fourth quarter? And if you were at the game, uh, I mean, I've got to believe that in this audience there are people from Chittawaga and people from Kenmore East who are at the game who can add details uh, as to exactly what happened that we might not know right now. Because I would like to know what happened. And again, look, sometimes, and it, it Pains me to, and I'd love to hear from officials. I would love to hear from baseball umpires, football referees, basketball referees, anybody involved in youth sports uh, in that position. Because there are times, and I, I've seen this happen, where the referees can actually exacerbate the situation. In particular, and I don't know if we have any travel hockey parents listening to the program who want to take exception to this or who want to agree with this, but... The Canadian hockey referees, when the Canadian teams play the American teams, are so ridiculously biased in favor of the Canadian teams, it's not funny. I mean, Canadian referees, are you that insecure about your country's hockey that you've got to not penalize Canadian penalties, but then call the most minor transgressions against the American teams? That used, to, that used to frost me like you wouldn't believe because I'd see blatant penalties committed by Canadians, Canadian teams. The referee would look the other way. And then American teams uh, is just something so minor it never should have been called. Um, the American team gets penalized for it. So I've always thought 
ever since my experience with youth girls hockey, uh, that the Canadian hockey referees were ridiculously biased in favor of the Canadian teams and exacerbated the tension level of the game among parents and among players on the ice. Because you know how it goes. Look, you, you played hockey, maybe as a kid, and you know that if one kid on your team gets decked, unfairly and there's no penalty what do you do your next shift you go out and you deck somebody else because obviously there's no consequences for it so i'm just i'm just kind of curious where you are on this uh, particular issue and i'm sure we have a lot of parents i'm sure we have a lot of uh, parents of players i'm sure we have a lot of uh, not just uh, high school parents but um House League, Travel League parents who want to weigh in on this. But, I mean, look, I wasn't at the game. All I can say is, based on what I've read, is, again, kudos to the referees between Ken East and Chitawaga for calling the game in the fourth quarter before things ended in bloodshed. Um, I, I think that was a ballsy move based on what I've read. And I think it was the right thing to do. But I think, frankly, Ken Maurice ought to lose the victory, even though I'm a graduate of Ken Maurice. And Chictawaga should not be assessed a loss. Forfeit the last game. Don't forfeit the game that's coming up because nothing happened in the game that's coming up. If you want punishment, don't punish for something in the future. Punish for something that actually happened. I, I got a problem with that. I mean, that you understand what I'm saying, Right. The issue took place between Ken Maurice and Chitawaga. Therefore, the penalties should be against Ken Maurice and Chitawaga for the game that got out of control. I don't think they should have to forfeit future games. Now, if you want to penalize individual players for acts of wanton aggression and violation of the rules, well then, you know what? Then I think you should do that. I think you should have a couple of games suspension or whatever the case may be. But you're penalizing an entire team for the actions of I don't know how many ringleaders were on the field. And I'd love to hear from people um, who were at the game. Uh, I would like to hear, love to hear your thoughts on uh, all of these things. Uh, nothing gets the blood boiling like uh, youth sports, or should I say youth sports. Uh, Tanner Saunders, did you get a haircut? You uh, look like Donnie Brasco. I did not get a haircut. I do have it kind of combed slick back, but not cut. Mm, very interesting. You use product? No, I don't. My hair is just naturally greasy, and you can tell when it's been a while since I've shampooed my hair because the, the more it just stays in place without me having to put anything Ooh, in wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. How often do you shampoo? Once a week. Once a week? Dude, do you want me to buy you some shampoo? Oh, no, I just bought a bottle myself the other day. I just don't like to do it too often because, obviously, it strips your hair of its essential oils. So but yeah. maybe, maybe I could do it a little more. But, but you I, don't have your hair colored and you're young. What's the big deal? I, I don't know. It's just some, a habit I got into only doing it once a week, and it's just kind of stuck. All right. Well, as long as you shower more than once a week, I think we can continue to work together. Just oh, absolutely. putting it out there. Um, all right. The phone number on WBEN, and I, I think I've properly set up the show, is uh, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Bowerly, and we'll uh, let's, let's get these phone calls coming. Come on. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Chitawaga, Ken Maurice's parents who are at the game, what happened? What's your take on what happened? And why not just strip Kenmore East of the victory, strip 
Chictawaga of the loss and then proceed with the games that were scheduled. That's how you penalize somebody, not for something that isn't not for something that hasn't happened, but for something that did happen. At least that's the way I see it. On News Radio 930 WBEN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to have you with us on the program. And uh, I, I can leave this topic if you want me to leave the topic, okay? So I'm just going to put everything out there one more time. And if nobody's interested, nobody's interested, and we can move on, okay? Um, the bigger, I guess the biggest topic is, is behavior among athletes in youth sports, is it out of control? Number two, did the referees do the right thing by canceling uh, during the fourth quarter of the, uh, I almost said the Bills, the uh, Kenmore East Bulldogs and the uh, Cheektowaga football game? Anybody in the audience at that game, can you tell us what happened? Because I don't know. I did not see it. I was not there. And uh, I would love to hear from those of you who referee as a, uh, as a side hustle and let's face it, the money, you'd be better off selling your body on Craigslist, um, selling a kidney, uh, at least when it comes to uh, the uh, remuneration, when it comes to uh, coaching, and not coaching, but as far as uh, refereeing youth sports. So those are the questions at this point. And I'll put the question out there one more time. And if nobody cares, I will I will move on to some other stuff on uh, WBEN. Frankly, I thought we would hear from some parents. I thought we would hear from some referees. I thought there was an outside chance we might hear from players. But if I'm talking to nobody and nobody gives a damn, then I got to move on to some other stuff. So the uh, phone number is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I applaud the referees for stopping the game in the fourth quarter. When you've got teams leaving the benches, what is this, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers 74-75 era, the Broad Street Bullies? I think not. Uh, That's not cool. That's not good. Um, You can't have that. Uh, Why do you even bother being a referee or an umpire at a uh, youth sporting event, given the fact that people since covid I think since COVID have absolutely gone utterly crazy, whether it's parents, whether it's kids, I think they've gone absolutely nuts across the board. Maybe, maybe you've noticed people going nuts since COVID. So these are uh, some of the things that I'll put out there one more time. 
Uh, and then if nobody cares, I'd be happy to move on. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. See, my theory is if I'm talking to myself for 40 minutes, you probably don't care, and it's probably best if I move on. Oh, all right, people are calling in now. Okay, good. Because I, I think they're fine topics. If I thought they were lousy topics, I never would have introduced them in the uh, first place. But um, we live in the uh, we live in two, 2023 where everybody is lazy and nobody wants to do anything. By the way, another topic is where have all the workers gone? I had to go to the Cayuga Drive post office today. I parked the car and I walked in. I had something I had to return to Amazon. And nobody was there. Nobody was there. People were there. Self-service was there. But there was nobody to talk to. Nobody to hand my package to and say, I need this delivered back to Amazon. It was empty. It was a ghost town. And the cage was shut in front of the windows. Like, one of the big lingering questions from the pandemic, where have all the workers gone? It's pretty sad when you can't find somebody to help you at the post office. But thank God for the local letter carriers. You know I love you. I ran across a letter carrier and I said, hey, can you help me out? Can you take this in? The postage is paid on it. And he was extremely um very very friendly, very nice, cool dude, and I appreciate him. All right, let's go to David now in uh, Wheatfield on WBEN. David, uh, what's your take on the uh, youth youth sports situation? Hi, Tom. Um, youth sports is different from high school, obviously. I told your call screener that I'm a longtime high school and college official, and uh, although I was not part of the crew that night where the officials stopped the game – I was part of a earlier week one crew where we ejected one of the high school head coaches who's pretty per, pro, uh, prominent in Western New York. Hmm. And, and it's getting worse and worse. Okay, let's uh, let's go back to this now uh, without naming any coach. And thank you, by the way, for your discretion and discernment. It is much appreciated. Um, what was the behavior that got this particular coach expelled from the game? Uh, continual harassment to my crew. Har- uh, harassment in what way? Verbal? Yes. Uh, Obscenities? Yes. Language uh, I could know, not use on the radio as much as I want to. Correct. And also there was some, you know, uh, accusations of accusations of racism and uh, favoritism, which entirely was not true. But um, it got so bad that we had a escort from the field okay so let me ask you something um have the i mean for a while racism became like okay i mean how many times can you say racism before we just don't care anymore uh have you seen an increase in that in in being accused of being a racist I'm, i'm gonna tell you what i've seen the head coach sets the role model most of the head coaches are very respectful We've seen them just from year to year of officiating. We've developed the rapport with each other. We respect each other. But there's a few that stand out. And what happens is if the head coach starts yelling at us, these 17- and 18-year-old players start yelling at us. Mm. Then the parents start yelling at us. They all take their model from the head coaches. Wow. So you were accused of being racist against which group of people? Um. 
Let me give you an example of what he said. He didn't say he didn't. It was the parents that called us racist. He said the penalties were 15 to two, which we don't care about. You know, five of those penalties called against his team were too many men in the too many men in the huddle, which is a penalty. I mean, I don't care right. what team it is. We're going to throw a flag on that. That's not and that's not our, our refereeing. That's coaching right there. Having too many men in the huddle. That's a rule in high school football. Amen. Yeah, I mean, we would have thrown it on you if you were the head coach. It doesn't matter. <laughs> of course. But anyway, then the fans started getting into it. And then the coach, you know, had to leave after he got a second unsportsmanlike flag, which I didn't throw any of them. My crew members did. Uh, he he was asked to leave the field. He jumped over a fence and stayed there till the end. And at the end of the game, we had parked in a parking lot, and we had to have a police escort to our cars. Why is that? Because the the fans were yelling stuff at us and harassing us while we left the field. Wow. What municipality did this game take place in? I don't want to say. Okay. All right. That's cool. But you you felt so threatened by the fans of the other team that you had to have a police escort. No, the the police who were working security that they saw this thing escalate and they came to our part of the field, and they just kind of took it upon themselves to escort us off. We left the field. None of my crewmates said anything about what happened. We remained calm and quiet while we were getting lambasted with verbal abuse. And the younger police officer looked at me, and he said, you guys don't deserve this. And I said, do you think? And Mm. like you said, we make $105 for a varsity football game. Do you think that's worth all the We do it because we love the game. We're ex-players. It's a chance to stay fit. We love football, Friday Night Lights. Every time I hear that national anthem, I get a chill in my bones. I love it, love it, love it. But, my God, for $105, I got to – I got to get an escort to my car or the locker room. That's it's, come on after it's taxes at sixty eight dollars and seventeen cents. Come on. <laughs> well, we do it for the fun of it and for the love of the game. And I, uh, we're not really, we're never supposed to talk to the media. So I appreciate you keeping me anonymous. I I have no idea who this is. I mean, this must be Fred from Olean, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it, it it is unfortunate, and there's going to come a point where. Again, like in America, nobody wants to do anything anymore. And why in the world would you put your life, limb, and um, skull in jeopardy to make 105 bucks to referee a game? It's almost like, let somebody else do it. And the other thing is that this has caused a national shortage of officials. We have young guys who join up. We take our classes. We have to attend so many meetings. We have to do film work, and people don't. Even, we don't get paid for that. We have to attend meetings. We have to do film work, just like players do. Wow. Every year, there's a modification on the rules, so we have to learn a couple new rules or how we're going to interpret a rule. There's a lot of meetings, and there's a lot of things people don't understand. They think we just show up during football season and blow the whistle once or twice, and that's not the case. So this is all contributing to a national shortage of officials in every sport because, as you said, people don't want to take it. All the parents think little no. Johnny's going to make it to the major leagues, 
and that's just not the case. No, the chances of little Johnny making it to the major leagues are far less than one-tenth of one percent. Uh, you know it, I know it, but it, it's a real it's a real shame. And I think of any sport to officiate, football is the hardest to officiate because you've got to watch the offensive guys, the defensive guys, downfield, the quarterback. Was somebody roughing the quarterback? How many guys are on the field? you got a million things on your mind. Absolutely, and I tell my brother-in-law all the time, it's easy for you to look at a Bills game and second-guess the referee sitting on your couch eating your chicken wings, but when you're out there on the field and you got a split second, is that a flag or not? That's that's what separates the good officials, the guys who have developed that. Wow. And it's a real, it's a sad case because our young guys were just, we had a class years ago with 30 new guys. Well, probably four or five are still with us because, you know, it, it takes a lot to go through this every Friday night. Takes a village. I, I mean, yeah, yes, sure. it takes a lot. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate the call, David. I'd love to hear from some other officials, so tell your buddies to call in. And they can do it anonymously if they want, okay? Thank you. All right, appreciate David. The time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, actually, that was Fred in Fredonia. Uh, David, David, what? Who? What? Uh, here is uh, Harold in uh, Tonawanda, and we're not making any representations that Harold is his authentic name or that Tonawanda is from where he is calling. Uh, Harold, you didn't happen to be at the Cheektowaga Ken Maurice game, did you? I was at the Ken Maurice game, yeah. So what happened? What? What? Why all the controversy? So it was a relatively innocuous play. The game was actually a you know, pretty good game up until then. Ken uh, Maurice was winning, but it wasn't there wasn't any thing that really built up to that. Like you didn't see it coming. Sometimes you can see, you know, players getting chippy with each other and what, and and you know, it's escalating. That really wasn't the case. Uh, There was five minutes left and it looked like it was a receiver and a coverage guy on the Camori side. It was right in front of me at the 30 yard line. All of a sudden the two players, one from each side just started going at it, just, you know, grabbing each other, whatever. And then of course, the whole Kemori's bench, you know, went and the Chitawaga bench came over and it all happened in a matter of seconds, you know, and, and everyone's out there. And then they separated everyone up. Um, you know, everyone, the officials met for a while. And you can understand as a parent, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you've heard of all these other fights, right, that have happened this season and and things have happened in the stands with fans and such and, you know, I'm there with, with, you know, other kids. I'm thinking, okay, you just don't – I think on the official side, they just don't want it to escalate because if you put the players back on the field now, is it going to happen again? And if it happens again, who's going to be liable now that you restarted this game, you know? So so I think they made the right call. They had, you know, the Chitawaga fans and team leave out the one fence, and they told all the other players to go the other way. Um, and that was it. I mean, it wasn't, you know, they can't play this week. You know, my son's not playing. The game's canceled this week. I guess it's canceled for one week, and then they're going to go back, you know, and start again. But it was it was that old, you know, mob rule mentality, right? You just don't want something to start again and get out of control and, and um, you know, and someone get hurt. So I think they did the right thing by erring on the side of caution. And it, it was really – it just happened that quick. And it was, didn't seem like it was provoked or coming. It was just – you know, maybe Chief is upset that they were losing and 
just one player was upset. It just started with two players, and then it just in literally in like a second, boom. But isn't I mean you know, to me on. to me just from what you're describing, that's a situation that falls upon the coaches. I mean, the minute the players started yeah. leaving the bench, the coach should have stood in front of them and said, "Back on the bench." Yeah, it, it you didn't even have time to do that. Really? I mean, it was just like it was as if someone threw hundred dollar bills on the field. Like it just it just was that quick. I mean, they started. I was like, "Oh, they're like they started going," and as soon as other players saw them, boom! It was like a tidal wave. They just went. Like it didn't matter. You know, the coaches were in there throwing kids off and pulling kids out and trying to break it up. But it just happened so quick, and I think, again, that's just kind of where it gets with the mob, you know. Like one, you see a couple people go, and hey, that's my teammate. I'm going to go, you know. Right. And, and I asked, I asked my son. I'm like, you were on the field, and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I saw it, and I went right over there, you know, to help. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, as a parent, you, you know, double edged sword, right? And you know, help your teammate out, but at the same time, don't get hurt, you know. So it's. It, honestly, it just happened that quick that it wouldn't have mattered if the coaches stood there with their arms out. The kids were going mm. like it just—it was that quick. Well, no, I mean, I, I want to know. I want to hear from other people who were there. But what you're saying, I mean, it—it it sounds like it wasn't a particularly chippy game. But in the fourth quarter, you had one Chicawaga player and one Ken Maurice player who started a ruckus, and then everybody else joined in. Yep, hundred percent. That's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah, yeah. So, it was a good football game. It was a good Friday night, you know, high school football game. Back and forth, Chitawaga got close, and you know, a couple good plays here or there. It could have been their game, you know. And it was a, it was just your typical, typical Friday night high school game. It was a good but, game, and then. Uh, sir, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wouldn't the proper thing be in this situation to look at last Friday's game and say, you know what, last Friday's game was a forfeit. Moving forward to this weekend's game, you can you can play. Why yeah, why not forfeit the game the that got out of hand? Right, right, right. And I, you know, I think it was the league who canceled the game. You know, I, I don't think it was the coaches per se. I know. Well, the superintendents, this, it sounds like the superintendents of each district got together and put out a statement that pretty much reads the same way. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair to say. So, you know, I, I know, and again, like the coaches, you know, from what, from what my son told me, you know, they told him, you got to learn from this, you know, you guys can't leave the bench. They, they got in trouble because they left that rectangle. You know, you can only go from 30 yard line to 30 yard line. Well, when it started, Chitawaga came across the field, and Camarice went down towards the goal. You know, all this kind of moved down to an end zone, and I uh, guess that's where where the officials and everyone kind of had a had an issue with that. If it was just two kids fighting and they broke it up, we'd probably be playing this week. But right. it was because both teams left their benches that this happened. So uh, you'll have to excuse me, but was there any racial component to this? No. No, not. I would say absolutely, hundred percent, not. No. Nope. What was the reaction of the parents in the stands? Um, everyone just kind of stood there, shocked, I guess, you know. And and you know, nowadays, you know, people are getting out their phones and whatever, you know. And uh, in, there wasn't any parent involvement. No one went on the field as far as that one. Everyone was just kind of standing around. And I, I like at first, I was just kind of, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Right. You know, because it, it happened so quick. I'm like, oh, where did this come from? That was kind of my reaction. I think that was a lot of the reaction in the stands. They were kind of shocked that that even 
because it's not even like Kenmore East and Chittawaga are like rivals. They're right. just they're just two local schools, you know. Um, so it, again, I don't, it just got so quick, you know. I think speaking to a bigger issue, people are just so quick nowadays to yes, you know, yes, yes, you know? yes. So, since COVID, <laughs> I, I think it's. I, I honestly yeah. think it's since COVID. But um, what I find interesting is, you know, sometimes, and I've seen a lot more hockey games than I have football games at the youth level. And during a hockey game, you can see the chippiness build up, especially when the American right. teams play the Canadian teams in Canada with the biased Canadian refs. You can see that the chippiness builds up because the American teams get very upset that penalties aren't called against the Canadian teams, but every little infraction gets called against the American teams, and chippiness builds and builds and builds, and by the third period, you've got something that's out of control. And I'm yeah, sorry, but Canadian hockey refs are the most biased. They're like it's like it, it's like going to watch the Soviet referees uh, try to uh, referee between the Red Army and Tretiak and the Hungarian national team. Let the Soviet use guns. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 True. All right. Harold, thank you uh, very much. I appreciate your call. Remember that game uh, between the Philadelphia Flyers and I think it was the Soviet Red Army team where the Red Army team was so um, disgusted by the brutal play of the Philadelphia Flyers. The Soviet coach pulled his team off the ice. And I frankly go back and, and watch that game. I can't blame him for doing that. Uh, anyway, it is uh, 256, which makes me a communist, of course. Uh, 256 at News Radio 930 WBN. Um, I'm willing to continue this into the next hour if there's interest. I got a bunch of other stuff to get to, but uh, Chictawaga, Ken Maurice, that football game descended into chaos. So neither team is going to play this coming weekend, which I think is kind of stupid. I think what they should do is wipe last Friday's game off the books and then start again. Why? seriously, wipe the victory away, wipe the loss away, and then start again on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly on a Wednesday already. Where's the week going? I don't know. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.